You're listening to. You're listening to. Let's get real. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real. You're listening to Brenda and Ashley. And today we have a brand new episode for you guys. We're talking about some serious stuff that I'm excited to get into because it hits close to home. But before we do, we want to talk pop culture stuff and stuff that's in the news right now. Yeah, so there's some juicy things that have been happening lately. And I feel like we should just all talk about it. Also, keep in mind, guys, we do record like a week or so in advance. So this might feel like out of date when you hear this but just know it's very relevant right now okay so have you guys heard about what's happening between sweetie and quavo do you know why they like broke up just the cheating right yeah that's like what i've been hearing or seeing anyways yeah so if anybody hasn't heard sweetie posted like a little i think it was like a tweet statement of some sort where she was pretty much saying that like he wasn't faithful and like she's had enough and she's walking away and like it's just crazy because their relationship was so exaggerated and people were so jealous and like oh my god i want to love like theirs oh my god the way quavo looks at her like and it was all some fake shit but did you see that clip about where the guy was asking her like oh tell us i think because she's a cancer right i Mm -hmm. think she's a cancer and uh i didn't know that Someone was asking, like, oh, like, tell us, you know, like, what are traits of a cancer or whatever, something like that. And then she was going on going on about how they're loyal and how they're always, like, you know, loyal to their partner, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then, like, he asked some next person and the guy was like, yeah, they are very loyal. They treat you right. They care for you. And then the guy goes, how would you know? And he's like, because I guess he was going to say, like. Because he was close to one or he was talking to one. And then literally when he was about to say something, Sweetie's like, let's all take a shot. <gasps> you didn't see that? No. And so everyone was talking about like, what? So was that like the side thing was probably a cancer and she knew about it? No, I think it was more so like the guy maybe was having like oh, an sorry, affair with her. just said that. Wait, wait, what? Anyways, I just feel like Sweetie and Quavo like... When they first dated for the longest time, I thought they were a PR relationship. And then eventually I was like, hey, this has been going for a minute. Like, they do look really cute together. And I thought they were cute, but I never, like, envied. And the way he spoiled her and all these things. And, like, look, like, it's just, I don't know. The only relationship that I ever look at, and I'm like, wow, that one's pure. That one's real. Janae Janae, and Big Sean. I knew you were going to say Janae. Janae and Big Sean. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to idolize them um mind you i do have a picture of them on my vision board but i'm not gonna like be like i need a love like that because i don't know what their love is like but i do love what i see and that's all i know is what i see so what are your thoughts on the saweetie and quavo breakup though honestly again like it's hard to like tell what really happened because there's always like i don't know i feel like whenever drama happens in the fame like there's always something that people like they put too much out there for you to side on one side. And it's like, just yeah. just tell the story and be genuine about it and then let people just decide. You know what it is? Like, or keep it private. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I want to say that clearly one of the two were cheating on each other or they got exposed about their unfaithfulness. But what happened? Whose side I'm on? I don't really know. It's kind of like... Clearly something went wrong and now they're just over. That's crazy. I don't know. It's it's definitely weird. 
I just feel like these relationships, you just like can't really pay too much attention to them because like even half of them are PR. Like I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this. I think Michael B. Jordan and Laurie Harvey are pure PR. I do not think they're a real couple. Really? I think they probably hook up just because they're both attractive, but I don't think they're a real couple and I don't think they're in love. Like they just seem fake as shit. They're so in your face. Like no couple is that in your face that quickly. Like it's, it's literally like the two most attractive people planted together and just like, here you go, guys. Like this will bring up both your ratings. That's crazy that people actually do that kind people of shit. really do that shit. That's but crazy. anyways, okay, the next hot topic. <laughs> what was the other one again? Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah. Okay, have you seen the update on that? No. It kind of changed things for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, shit. Okay, tell me okay, the update. Okay, let me read it. You you um tell the story while I find the, the picture. Okay, so if you guys don't know, basically... Kylie Jenner put on her story how one of her makeup artists um, got into a really bad accident and he needs to get like emergency surgery. And I think it costs like 60, 60 K pretty much to get the surgery. It costs 60 K. And she was saying like, my prayers go out to you, blah, blah, blah. And she put on her story and telling people to swipe up to donate. And she donated $5,000 and was asking people to donate money for you know the cause and a lot of people were saying how that's like ridiculous how does someone who is a billionaire ask other people especially when like we're going through a pandemic people lost their jobs like people are really struggling and she's out here asking people to donate when she could literally pay for the whole surgery as if it's like pocket change for her and so people are going back and forth and like bashing her on like how can someone that has so much money be asking other people to donate okay so before we even get into like the update i just want to share my thoughts on it real quick which is like okay these were my thoughts they have changed oh shit okay so what my initial thoughts were was what the public was saying which was like i don't understand why this is literally a needle in a haystack to her. This 5K that she donated, like, why does she feel like she doesn't need to donate more? Like, why is she asking the lower income and the middle class for $60,000 when she has so much money? Like, that's your friend. Like, how are you going to watch your friend potentially die and just let the poor people or the middle class pay for that? Like, I was really disgusted. I was like, money makes people evil. And I was judging her. I won't even lie. I was definitely judging her, thinking she's a terrible person. I was looking at her sideways. I didn't like it. Before I even tell you the update, tell them how you felt about it, too. <laughs> the same way. I was just like, what the heck? Like, my thing is, too, like, fine if you're not going to donate the money, but don't ask people to donate when you're a billionaire. Like, it's just crazy to me, especially, I don't know, honestly, more so because right now we're going through a pandemic. So I yeah. know like a lot of people, you know, they lost their, their businesses, they lost their homes, they lost their jobs. So like, it's crazy how people can be out here asking for donations when, again, you're a billionaire. Like, that's crazy. To, like, it's different if she had no money and she's asking people like, hey, can you like help, you know, raise money or can you share this so that the right people can donate but the fact that she has so much money billion and had the audacity to say like hey donate i was like what it's crazy yeah. i mean okay so for me i'm curious how it's going to be for you i'm going to explain it quickly and then i'll just read exactly what she said so pretty much the story was twisted so the makeup artist is not her makeup artist she hasn't worked with him in years 
not only that they're not friends they were friendly and they're cool but they haven't worked together like really talked in years so this is just a person that she worked with in the past not only that the gofundme page was set to ten thousand dollars and they were at uh, i think like four thousand so she donated the remainder to hit 10k so she gave them exactly what they needed and then she shared it so that people could see like oh if anybody else wants to help out they can help out which changes things this is not her friend this is not her makeup artist and she paid exactly what was left in the donation tier so like is she a bad person because i mean she did what she needed to do she did more than what she needed to do by sharing it and getting him more money when this isn't her friend like she shouldn't be obligated to pay for people in life she's not a bank like if it was her friend yes which is why i was so judgmental because i thought it was her friend but like imagine your coworker from banana republic would you pay for them? Mm, obviously, if I had the money, maybe. I don't know. The thing is, though, I just feel like the fact that she shared it. Like, I tech. Yeah, she's doing her part. But then, like. Think about it this way. Um, if someone's asking for 10K and the donation pool has 5K and you have a lot of money, would you not just donate 5k because they need 5k or would you be like i'm gonna send 20k you would donate what they're asking for they need 5k to hit their goal you're gonna give them the money to hit their goal yeah so they hit their goal so why do you have to share it because why not why not if she knows that people could use extra money then why not share it if she didn't share it she'd be evil you'd see the donation has kylie jenner's name and be like wow she didn't even share it like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you may as well do what you think feels right, which is share it and in hopes that people do choose to donate rather than just like kind of let it sit there when you have this platform. I don't think she's a horrible person. I feel bad for judging her. And it kind of taught me to not be so quick to judge like that because like she did what she needed to do. It's not her friend. She's not a bank. I'm just saying I don't think she needed to share it. Cause but why? Why? Explain your thought process. Because why? what's wrong with sharing it? There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like if they needed 10K, you gave them the 10K, you doing that already, you did your part. Yeah, but and if people have a choice. People have power of choice. If you don't have the money to donate to this man, you're not going to donate. If you want to donate, you're going to donate. It's not like it's on Kylie. If, if you and I donate our hard-earned money, we chose to do that. It's not her fault. It's not her problem. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I never thought she was a bad person for 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 putting it out there i just thought it, it just looked bad on her i didn't think she was a bad person because at the end of the day like you are clearly trying to bring awareness you want people to donate like there's nothing bad about it but obviously it just looks weird because you're a billionaire and you're asking people to donate to i don't know okay but i'm just trying to like pick apart your brain here <laughs> like i think that what you're saying when i hear it it doesn't really make sense to me because it the only real reason that she shouldn't post it is because of how she's going to be viewed. But at the end of the day, this money is going to help the family. If everybody thinks Kylie Jenner is a selfish asshole, but they are now $70,000 richer when they don't have money like that, like she did the right thing. Yeah, people think she looks bad and maybe she shouldn't have done it for her image. But what is her image when there's a family involved that just went th through something traumatic? Like if you think about it, like what is wrong with her posting it? That's why I'm trying to pick your brain apart and figure out like I why think, do you think there's a problem with you it? know like 
Because you've already judgmental. But what does that matter? It doesn't matter, but... <laughs> You're really picking at my brain But do you here. see what I'm saying now? Like, am I changing your perspective at all? Not changing your perspective of her. Changing your perspective of on... the situation? Your point, yeah. Yeah, I, I see her perspective. I see how she wants to bring awareness. I see that she wanted to help the family, did what she needed to do, and now the family is aligned with their goal, but... Let me read you what she said, and then we'll move on. Okay. But the fact that she has to explain herself just proves that she cares about her image. I'm not saying she doesn't care about her image. I'm saying she didn't do anything wrong. And you, your whole point is like saying that she did something wrong when it has more to do with her image. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to say like, did she do something wrong or did she do something wrong for her image? Regardless, she did something wrong for her image. And like who really cares about that? Like she explained herself. You're going to hear the like the message. Like she explained herself, but she's also like pretty unapologetic. She's just like clearing her name because people are looking at her like this evil person. But like she really just did what she needed to do and moved on. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I personally think that like she would have been like damned if she did damned if she didn't like people would have been so mad had they seen kylie jenner's name and they would have been like wow like kylie jenner didn't even share her friends go fund me when she has a platform of blah 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 you know what i mean i think the way she put it all into play kind of made it again like i know it's like you said damned if you do damned if you don't but it's one of those things like when you're when you're famous and you're big like that like it, it sucks but like having fame makes you have to walk on your tippy toes sometimes you have to be more aware of the people around you have to be more aware of how people are going to like look at you again like if she wanted to do the right thing she could have donated anonymously if she wanted the right people to donate people with money she should have just had she should have just shared it on her like close friend story or something you know what i mean like i just feel like people don't have to donate like these they don't but we we live in a society where everybody wants to put their two cents in and they will yeah but like they don't have to like if I, it, th this is, to, to me, it's like so simple. Like if I see a billionaire posting about, I need money, I need donations to help my friend. And I think that's whack. I'm just going to not donate. That's it. Like if I feel like, oh, my heart goes out to the victims and I want to make sure I donate, then I'll do it. But I can't be mad at Kylie for pressuring me. Like all she did was post it. Like if I want to donate, I'm going to donate. If I don't, I don't. Like if these people are spending their hard earned money, like cool, like that's on them. They made the choice. They can choose not to do it. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. But okay, let me read yeah, this. Read let it, me read, read this thing from Kylie. So she said, I feel it's important for me to clear up this false narrative that I've asked fans for money and I'm not paying for my makeup artist medical bills. Sam isn't my makeup artist. And unfortunately, we don't have a personal relationship anymore. But I have worked with him a few years ago. And I think he's the sweetest. I saw my current makeup artist and friend Ariel post about Sam's accident and his family's GoFundMe. So I called Ariel immediately to see what happened to Sam. After learning in more detail about the accident, it compelled me to visit his GoFundMe, which was set at 10K. They had already raised 6,000, so I put 5K in to reach their original goal, and I thought I'd post on my stories to gain more awareness if anybody also felt compelled to share or donate. I don't know how all of this got so twisted, but his family has reached out to me through Ariel and are very appreciative of all the donations, prayers, and love towards Sam. Then the next one says, Anyone that knows me knows that I do things from the heart, and I try to be helpful wherever I can be. Let's all stay positive and keep Sam, his family, and anyone you know who is going through a difficult time in our prayers. I hope you have a beautiful day. 
Like, yeah, like if Sam has no problem and Sam's family is thankful and appreciative, then I don't know why the rest of the world is so fucking mad. No, agreed. And that's the problem that we have here is that everybody wants to put their two fucking cents in everything. And like they want to make their opinion validated. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. Like, that's why I said, like, for me, like, if she donated, she donated, she didn't, she didn't. Like, obviously, I was reading to these things and I was like, yeah, I mean, they have a point because, like, why would you share something when you're a billionaire? But mm-hmm. I guess, like, again, if she wanted to share, she could have said, listen, Sam reached his goal, but obviously they're going to be struggling. Anybody out there who does want to, you know, donate to a good cause, you know, go share, go donate, go do what you got to do. Um, okay, last pop culture like we'll go over this quickly david dobrik do you know the updates no okay. i saw the, that he posted an apology but that's about it so the story has deepened now it's more about like the sexual assault that occurred and trigger warning for anyone who doesn't feel comfortable hearing about topics like this we might talk about that for a minute um so pretty much uh his friend so i'm gonna use the word sa for sexual assault so his friend sa'd someone years ago and david vlogged part of that night including like when it was going down but like not in the room of course but like he vlogged moments of it from the outside of the room and like put it up on youtube and like made a joke out of it and then when he found out that the girls got essayed by his friend his high school friend um he like pretty much discredited them and like acted like they weren't telling the truth and defended his friend and like laughed about it and didn't really care and like made jokes about it how like they were going to jail and and all this like very distasteful disgusting stuff and um now david dobrik's like under fire for like supporting a an essay and for like vlogging it and not deleting the footage right away and like all this stuff and it was really bad so he's had a lot of time to address this this big article by insider came out like exposing him he's had a lot of time to address this and he put out a bullshit apology like last week that was like two minutes long it was terrible and then he um put a second apology out this week i think it was yesterday and conveniently only decided to address it the right way because all of his brands pulled out like hello fresh pulled out better help ea sports DoorDash, like all these big brands, Dollar Shave Club, they all pulled out and they no longer support David Dobrik. And these are his his paychecks. And um, yeah, and now he's kind of screwed. And then right after all the brands pull out, what do you know? He posts an apology. It's crazy. Crazy. Honestly, though, I've been telling Ashley this ever since I first saw David Dobrik. I just had this like weird like he's just weird. Like I just had this vibe that he's just off. I was definitely a fan. I won't even lie. Like, I loved a good 421 David Dobrik vlog. No, I was never really a fan, so. It's sad. Like, it's just sad that, like, this is even happening because everyone is so focused on David Dobrik and cancel David Dobrik and, like, oh, my God, David's terrible. Address this, address that. Like, everyone is so mad at David because they want to cancel him. And this is why I don't fuck with cancel culture, that, like, now everyone's missed the entire point. Like, a girl got essayed by someone and this person is not in jail and yeah. no one's even like holding talking him accountable. It. No one's talking to him. No one's canceling him. Like he's just like put himself on private and is moving on. Meanwhile, David's taking all the heat. Yes, David fucked up, but like he did not S.A. the woman. He need like the guy needs to be dealt with. Like we need to stop treating this like YouTube drama and like treat it like not we, but like the freaking like whoever deals with this, the police, everything like 
all yeah. the people that were there that night like this needs to stop being treated like youtube drama like it needs to be treated like what happened like somebody got assaulted and it needs to be dealt with and like i don't know why dom is like chilling like it's so disgusting but uh, those are the updates of the week oh my yes. god so much juicy drama so much going on it's just crazy yeah and if you guys ever want to hear us talk about certain like pop culture topics or anything send us a dm let's get real the podcast on instagram but anyways moving on today we're talking about anxiety dun 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 so we're talking about anxiety today because i feel like everyone deals with anxiety especially through these trying times um i've been dealing with it my whole entire fucking life we'll get into that we're gonna talk about our experiences and just the topic in general so with anxiety do you feel like it's something that you deal with that you have and like if so what kind of anxiety do you feel like you deal with i've recently started to notice how bad my anxiety is only because i don't know if it's because i'm getting older or the certain things that are like happening in my life that i just feel like my mind is running but my life is kind of on pause Mm -hmm. and that sort of feeling always gets me like very anxious like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what my future holds sometimes I think like damn like things are really getting bad like do things ever get better it's just it's it's kind of scary recently I feel like social anxiety has been like a thing for me not necessarily like being social with people but just talking to people and having to have people around me just makes me feel very anxious especially when it comes to like strangers and like crowds and uh, i just can't um how about you what what kind of anxiety would you say you have um <laughs> i think it might be easier to say what kind of anxiety i don't have <laughs> um i have like a, a lot of fucking anxiety like it kind of i hate to claim this and like put it into the universe but it like kind of runs my life sometimes I like general anxiety disorder, social anxiety, and just like lots of just overthinking. I would say the one that affects me the most would be the general, all of them. I don't even know. Like every type of anxiety you can think of, I fucking have. Like it's, it sucks. I'm not even gonna lie. It really fucks me up. Like the social anxiety gets me because it, it affects how I interact daily. Like the littlest things that people don't realize I get anxiety over because I don't talk about it, like really stress me the fuck out. Like just like going through a drive through or just like cashing out at a, like anywhere, like just any, any conversation I hold with people, I'm thinking about everything. Like, Oh my God, like, like what, what are they thinking of my facial expressions? Like, Oh my God, am I leaning weird? Am I doing this? Am I doing like everything I do? I just overthink. And it's just a lot. Yeah. I've been diagnosed and I will get into that, but yeah every type of anxiety <laughs> yeah overthinking is a bad one for it's me so, i overthink it's like everything even something so small like if i'm if people who like go shopping with me this is why like recently i just like shopping alone because i could take my time i can think to myself ask myself questions because whenever i go out i'm just like i don't know should i go with the blue should i go with the red should i go with the green should i go with even the today when you were like should i have the steak and thing or the spaghetti and you were standing there for like two minutes. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the smallest things that I just can't make. Decision. When we went to Zara and I was like, should yeah, I get this leather jacket? jacket? Yeah. Is it too big? It kind of is big, but like, I feel like I could still wear it. Like, should I do it? Should I not do it? 
it's an yeah. impulse buy. Like I just ask all these questions and I can never come up with a decision. And when I do, sometimes I feel like it was the wrong decision. And then I feel like upset that it took me so long to make a decision that I wasn't happy about. That's the worst. That is the worst. Especially when it comes to food. Don't ask me what you what oh, I want to eat. Oh, my God. Because I'll be like, I don't know. You know, I ordered food for the first time in forever today. And I spent about an hour on Skip the Dish trying to decide what I wanted to order. And, like, I know this sounds, like, silly. Because people are probably like, bitch, we're here to listen about anxiety. You guys are talking about the dumbest little things. Um, but, but that's how it starts. Yeah, and then like, you start indecisiveness up- is a form of anxiety. Yeah. It's anxiety around making the wrong decision and, like, not trusting your instincts and not trusting yourself. Like, that's what it's rooted in when it affects your life. I think, like, when you're indecisive every now and then, I don't know if it's rooted in anxiety. I think it's just, like, okay, maybe you just, like, can't make a decision today. But when it's an ongoing daily thing that affects everything you do, I truly believe that is rooted in anxiety because it's it's literally you just don't trust yourself to make the right decision. Agreed. But anyways, I spent an hour looking for for food today because <laughs> I was like, do I want Thai food? Do I want this? Do I want that? And I was like so scared. I was going to like be disappointed. But I got sushi and it was good. Um, but yeah, mm. um, what type of anxiety do you think like rules your life the most? Would it be that one? Mm, yeah, because I can never make a decision. I would yeah. say, yeah. Yeah. yeah and i overthink everything like i'm telling you sometimes it's even like my jacket like wait will i be too hot in this jacket i'm telling you it's the stupidest yeah. smallest thing but that literally the minute i wake up those are the type of thoughts like do i really want to wrap for lunch or do i just want it because it's easy to make and it's like little things like that that i'm just like Ugh, can't i just like learn to just do something without overthinking it like it's so annoying I think I saw, like, a video on that before. Oh, my God. I got to find it. Maybe I'll send it to you if I can find it. It was, like, about how... Oh, I remember it. It was by Brie Hall. And it was about making choices and overthinking, things like that. I'm going to send it to you. It really helped me out. I really liked it. And that helped me make decisions better. Um, If anybody's curious, just look up Brie Hall on YouTube. And after that, look up something to do with choice. And it'll come up. So how would you say you relieve your anxiety? um meditation is one thing but that's like Mm, a given yes i think definitely breath work um because i'm someone that gets like like a pit in my stomach yeah Mm. like i really feel the the anxiety like in my whole being like my head gets like clouded my stomach gets like it starts to turn and i find that the only thing that really helps me is like breathing in for four like i always mention out for four and um doing that like a couple times like 10 times in a row and closing my eyes and like just telling myself like raising my vibrations i'm okay just like the same thing i mentioned like last week i think um so that i also like to hold crystals certain crystals like calming ones like aquamarine amethyst um i like citrine i just hold on to those and i just like let them be a reminder to me but also like claim their energy um i say little prayers to myself and if i'm like home and i have these are all like quick fixes by the way like these are all like oh i'm about to like have a serious conversation like let me relieve my anxiety but like if i need like something to actually relieve me then i will um if i'm like home like maybe i'll color in my coloring book or i'll journal or i will paint or i will do something mindless you know like Mm -hmm. watch a, a show that's gonna distract me like a dumb show like superstore you know, that's like mindless. And um, 
Yeah, things like that really help me. I try not to like dive into work or YouTube or social media because that will fuck me up. Yeah, I find that really helps. Also, talking about it with someone like actually really helps me. Like I'm someone that like I'm not afraid to like be vulnerable or like open up about things. So if I need to talk your ear off about what I'm like stressed over, I'll tell you like Brenda knows like I sat on that couch there a couple months ago, weeks ago, stressed. Remember when I was talking about that thing? Yeah, I was literally just like saying the same thing over and over again but sometimes you have to do that to relieve your anxiety so those are my methods of coping what are yours the biggest thing um when i feel like very anxious and very overwhelmed is i just try to like kind of what you did what you said is just like breathe yeah take it take your time to just like really breathe and remind yourself like you know no matter what things are going to be okay like you just need to take things one step at a time and just really like tell yourself like you know there's no reason to get overwhelmed like things will work out you just need to be patient you need to be trust the process just be patient with yourself and then you can learn to be patient with the things around you mm-hmm. a lot of exercising is good exercising listening to music oh that oh, really yeah. helps me too every morning like i don't know if you hear me sometimes i don't have my headphones in so like yes. i'll be listening to music while i make like my breakfast or my lunch and like when my mind is kind of busy it doesn't have time to think so mm-hmm. there's times where I'll be like oh my god i have to hurry up i have to cook i have to I have to get changed oh my god it's like 15 minutes before work but when i'm listening to music i'm like okay i'm getting this done i don't have to rush and when i'm listening to music i low-key can time myself too so i know how long i'm taking i don't have to feel anxious with the time like music for me really helps like music is what does it for me even when i'm like walking or jogging or if i'm scared at nighttime like having some music not in both ears but like having some music in the back listening and just being with the music just really helps me music Mm -hmm. breathing exercising because a lot of the way we feel and think has to do with our life choices so sleeping early, you know, getting your jogs in, eating healthy, those things. I know a lot of people don't think it helps, but it does help because it does. like it, it just puts you into a routine and it makes you feel it's like what people say, like when you eat healthy, you have a healthier lifestyle, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you mm-hmm. everything. So those are my main things that I would say. I forgot about exercising. That was yeah. a good one. Like. I personally don't exercise, but, like, I've heard it's such a good release. And, like, one thing that I do, like, in the morning sometimes is, like, I just, like, dance off all the energy that I have. Like, I literally will just play, like, Queen in in my earphones and just, like, dance it off. And I feel like it's, like, an energetic release. Yes. Um, Also, I also forgot one other thing. You said music. It reminded me was, like, playing healing frequencies on YouTube. Like, I will literally play um anxiety relief frequencies and like play that for like three hours on youtube or like listen to like a guided meditation or a hypnosis like those things help so yeah i think these are all really good methods i want to try working out and see how what that does for me i recently started taking the stairs oh yeah she takes the stairs and she comes in all dramatic every day like (laughs) i need water i need a shower i need this i need that she's like can't breathe and she's like sweating and i'm just like okay no, because I started stairs. doing it recently and like... And we live up, not high, high, but we live like on the higher floors. So it's a walk. Like it's a walk. Yeah. I haven't done it once yet. 
Honestly, though, it has, like, because even in the morning, like, when I used to take the elevator down to, like, you know, to to get down there, um, I would still be tired. Like, I'm walking to my car, and I'm like, oh, it's Monday. Oh, it's Tuesday. But the minute I'm, like, jogging down those stairs, and I get outside, and I feel the breeze on my face, I'm just like, oh, it's nice. It's a new day. It's a new start. It's a new beginning. Maybe I should Today's going to be a good day. And, like, I don't know if it's because the adrenaline from going, because I don't walk down the stairs, people. I run. Even going up, I start with a quick jog, and sometimes it ends up to a walk. But, like, I really try to, you know, get my energy going. Get, like, especially going up is probably the worst because I just finished an eight-hour shift, and I'm, like, running up those stairs. It just feels like I'm climbing, like, the scene tower. But, anywho. When I do it, I just feel so energetic. Like, even when I come home before, have you noticed that when I used to come home from work and I used to take the elevator, I would come home, I would sit, I would put my bag away, chill on my bed. But now I come home, I shower right away, I get my clothes, I put my clothes away, get changed, eat. Like, I'm like, like, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like, you know what I mean? It gives me energy. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think about using substances as coping mechanisms like weed, alcohol, CBD? I'm kind of indifferent about it, like to each their own. I know I always say that, but like it it really depends. For me, I kind of see it as a a way to numb it, a way to kind of ignore it. Mm -hmm. So I personally wouldn't say that that's the best thing to do because... You know, like when you're feel, feeling anxious, you're, you're probably drinking to take the anxiety away. And like same thing with weed, same thing with CBD. Like to me, it's just a numbing mechanism. And I feel like when it comes to mental health, it's not something you should ignore or want to numb. It's kind of something you want to learn to cope with or something that you need to learn how to deal with it and how to like overcome it and how to fix it. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, I would rather you write a 500 word essay on why you're feeling anxious and why you feel these ways because when you look back at it you can think like damn like that's how I think that's those are the thoughts that go through my head and you kind of learn to to see it in a different point of view versus like to me again I would just wait I don't get the essay reference where was that what do you mean like because you're because sometimes you know when you're anxious you just don't know what's going on or how to say things or how to word things because it's just a feeling you have, but you don't know how to express yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're like write it down, kind of like journaling, like if you write it down and you talk about it, it doesn't necessarily need to make sense, but you're putting your thoughts out there. So like dealing with it head on rather than like um, what you're saying, like, yeah, like yeah. suppressing it. OK, fair. How about you? I think there's nothing wrong with um, CBD at all because anxiety to me is not always a long-term thing. Like, I mean, okay, so alcohol I, I disagree with. Um, weed and CBD I, I view differently only because, like, there's, like, things like depression and anxiety. Depression is something that if you smoke or do this or drink, like, you are suppressing it, right? Like, you're pushing it away and you're not dealing with your depression. But anxiety is something that like sometimes a short term relief will do the job. Like maybe you're really nervous before a job interview and you need to drop some like little drops of CBD under your tongue and it will help you go away. And like then you just feel good and then you're better and you don't really deal with that anxiety again because you had the interview and you moved on. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's anything wrong with using these to help you deal with your anxiety. 
I think if you're using them the wrong way, um, not CBD, but weed or alcohol, um, then it can, it can cause some problems. Like I think that weed can cause things like paranoia, which is anxiety. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it because I know that it helps a lot of people. And I, I personally don't see it as suppressing. I see it as like a way to help just like medication, but it's natural and I think if used responsibly, then it can do a lot of good. However, once again, I don't think alcohol has the same result. I think alcohol is toxic. And don't get me wrong, I love alcohol. But I just don't think anything about it can be healing or um, relieving or, you know, medicinal. So, yes, I guess that's my thoughts on it. But, like, speaking of medication... Um, like, what do we think of medication was one of the next topics we had. And, like, I just wanted to touch on that. Like, I'm super pro medication. I think I think it's life-changing. I think that some people try to argue that, like, you don't need it, like, blah, 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 blah. But I think that sometimes there's just a chemical imbalance in our brains that needs to be balanced and can only be done so through medication. And that's okay. Like, I'm super pro medication. Yeah, like, I don't know. What do you think about medication? I think it's good, too, because, like, it, it's prescribed. It's fine. Like, for every type of medication, as long as you're using it the right way, mm-hmm. I feel like it's fine. Um, the thing is, it's hard sometimes because I know certain people might, you know, get comfortable with it. Because I know, especially, like, for anxiety, I've heard stories how, like, it really, like, changes, like, certain behaviors and it's hard to like want to get off of it because you see a shift in yourself and most people just become like not addicted to it but they rely on it so much that they don't know how to not have it anymore like it's part of their life now but but is there something wrong with that if it's available to them and they're using it responsibly is there anything wrong with them needing it as a part of their life no i don't think so i just think like again like you just have to be careful yeah like because there's there's a difference though like between like addiction and like using it daily there's ways to go about it because like some people just use it irresponsibly you know what i mean like people will pop adderall like twice a day during midterms for three weeks and then won't touch it and then we'll come back to it a month later and like Mm -hmm. then they wonder like why they are addicted but like if you take the recommended dosage once a day same time every day and you use it the way you're supposed to, like, you're not going to get addicted, especially if you do have, like, you need to take it. I don't know. Like, I think, I think because I, I took medication, I want to talk about that for a second too. Like, because I took it, I view it in a way that like, there's nothing wrong with depending on it. Personally, for me, I prefer to try things out in other ways to see if I can improve myself without the medication. But I guess that's because I don't truly, truly, truly need it. It really fucking helps me, but I don't need it. And there's some people that do really need it. And there's some people that do depend on it and that need to take it every day for the rest of their lives. And I think that's okay as long as it's available to them. But um, like with my experience, it was it was fucking life changing. Like I took if anyone's curious, I took um, Lexapro and I took Vivans, which is pretty much like Adderall, but it's like a smoother, stronger high but effect um because of my add and um the lexapro was for my anxiety and depression (laughs) um my experience was weird because when i took the two together 
I felt like I was like kind of like a robot. Like I didn't feel like I had the same personality. I felt like mm-hmm. I was excited about life, but it didn't feel real. And I also felt kind of like numb in a way. Like it's hard to explain. Like I just didn't feel like myself. I also was very quick. Like the Vivans made me like if you talk to me, you would probably know I was medicated because the Vivans made me very um, quick and like jumpy and i would the way i would talk would be so fast but it'd also be so focused like but when i tell you it changed my fucking life like vivans was lit like it really really did something for me in school like it helped me with my business it helped me it just helped me if i i felt like the the vivans on its own was amazing it was only the vivans in combination with the lexapro and the lexapro was the one that like kind of fucked me up um so i got off lexapro before anything because it made me feel weird but it also like i'm all over the place they were both amazing they're both amazing like and i don't even feel bad like advocating for it because they're prescription drugs like you you don't take these for fun maybe vivans but um lexapro made me feel like i was on top of the world it made me feel confident made me feel self-assured it made me feel uh, just aware and i didn't have anxiety i didn't overthink i didn't like my mind right now was a cloudy fucking mess with Lexapro, it's all clear. It's all clear skies. You know your thoughts. You can go from one thought to the next to the next. You're not having like, you know, like a fucking mess of thoughts. And it was beautiful. And then like Vivans was more of like, a, I can focus now and I can live my life. And I sit down to study and I'll be here for eight hours and I'll be studying. Like it helped me so much and they changed my life. And Sometimes I think, like, what would it be like if I was on them now? Like, how productive would I be? Like, what would I be like? How outgoing would I be? And, like, I really wonder. But, like, I decided for myself to get off them and do the internal work to try and be the person I was on the medication without the medication. And, like, I'm still working towards that. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if medication is something that really helps you, I think there's no shame around it. I think there's nothing wrong with it. And Agreed. It's just something that, like, if if it helps you and you need it, then just go for it. Like, when you're ready to come off, if that's the case, you will. You'll be able to do that. But there's no shame around it. If you take it every day for the rest of your life, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I feel like, again, if people need to use it, I mean, it's there for that reason. Just, again, use it responsibly, and I think it's fine. Yeah, exactly. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, but on the topic of, like medication and stuff like that obviously if you're not comfortable with medicating there are other options for you such as like therapy and stuff like that because sometimes there are things that get in the way of our happiness and things that stop us from achieving our goals like Brenda like what what do you think it is for you is it the anxiety that kind of gets in the way sometimes yeah the anxiety really affects me because it makes me overthink things when I know I don't need to yeah the good thing is that there's options so like with better help for example BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed and personal therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. It's honestly so great and it's available for individuals and couples so you can improve your own life or even start relationship counseling. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Plus, financial aid is available. You can also log in at any time. Visit trybetterhelp.com slash let's get real and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp.com slash let's get real to get 10% off your first month. 
Okay, so to close up the episode, I want to just ask you one more question. And I don't know if you guys know this. We are millennials. We're born in the 90s, um, early to mid 90s. So I want to just ask you about Gen Z because Gen Z is a generation that's like super, super heavily influenced by so many different things around them. So I wanted to just ask you, like, do you think that Gen Z is going to face a lot of like problems and issues around anxiety because of how they're they've been raised 100 percent for sure i feel like they have a lot more pressure um than we did when we were younger a lot of kids have cell phones a lot of people have social media accounts there's just so much more available to them than what we had when we were younger there's no way that they won't encounter very stressful situations that i feel again that we didn't have to deal with at their age mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I feel bad for them because I know it's something that we kind of developed them into because, again, it started with allowing kids, you know, getting phones at such an early age, getting social media at at such a young age. I remember when I had my first social media account, it was Facebook and I was like 18, 19. These like 12 year olds have like Instagram, TikTok twitter and i'm just there like for what Mm -hmm. it's just it's not needed like it's it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough Mm -hmm. and again like you have all these like famous people coming out with like makeup lines bbls all these things that like again as a kid at 12 years old i did not see i did not think about i did not have in front of me i didn't have magazines showing me all these like you know models looking a certain way and all these things being advertised so freely you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like gen z is exposed to way too much like between like what brenda was saying where they just like have all these influences especially on social media um which is scary i think that will cause them a lot of like insecurities and stuff but i think the anxiety for them will come out of a lot of overstimulation they're just constantly constantly stimulated i feel like they don't know how to do anything without being stimulated like think about even just tiktok as an app where you have one minute videos and even i myself sometimes i find like seven seconds if you don't get to the point in a tiktok i'm scrolling i don't have the attention span imagine them that's all they know they were completely raised on technology and they are just constantly constantly stimulated not only that a lot of them are going through education through zoom meetings like there are kids that are learning their abcs on zoom like and they got to focus on on a screen like it's just fucked up and like i don't know i feel as though gen z also has like a lot of social issues that they're like too aware of and there's just too much they're just they're exposed to too much too many news articles and too many instagram things and twitter twitter's oh my god it's on 100 tweets like it's too much for them and it's all they know and i think they're gonna just have a shit ton of anxiety going forward which sucks but um i get it i get why i really get why because even i like 
am affected by it. And I'm a millennial, so yeah, I don't know. It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, that was the episode this week, guys. We just wanted to talk some mindless pop culture and anxiety for you guys. I liked this episode. I feel like it was really personal to me because I deal with some... And, like, I feel like I didn't even, like, scratch the surface of, like, what I deal with anxiety-wise. Yeah. And, like, the effects that it has on me, my mind, my physical body, my everything. Like, there's just so much to be said about anxiety. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people suffer from some sort of anxiety. I know it's not easy. I know sometimes, you know, life gets difficult and we go through things whether it's you getting older and not knowing what your purpose is like me or little things that you overthink about or again it could be small could be big but I feel like we all can kind of relate to this topic we can all kind of understand one another and again this is why I always say like just try to be kind try to be helpful you know like one little thing can make someone's day and Again, I'm not saying for you to go above and beyond. I'm not saying for you to go and, like, put little smiley faces at, at every post. But it's one of those things where, like, we need to try to change things so that things can be better. And if it means, you know, just learning how to stay calm and collective in a situation or helping another person out. Little things that, like, can just help us all deal with our problems, our anxiety it's just it could help people you know peace and love peace and love yeah i agree um i just feel like anxiety is something that everyone's experienced at some point in their life so we should all just like be patient with each other and understanding and kind but with that being said this was a good episode um i hope you guys enjoyed it and let us know send us a dm with like your best anxiety coping mechanism we'll probably make a post on like some quick tips to dealing with anxiety for our instagram page so keep an eye out for that and again if you want to dm us questions or you want us to talk about something you have some juicy topics that you want us to go over don't forget to send us a dm on our instagram account it's let's get real the podcast yes also leave us a five-star review on the apple podcast app Please, 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 it really helps us out. Just do a little five-star, leave a leave a little message for us. But with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll be back next Monday. Bye!